0: Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the word. I feel the presence of the Lord today, man. Just amen. Awesome worship. Awesome. We're good to have Pastor Steve back again, second week in a row. We missed him. Amen. Give him some love today. Amen. Yeah. And... uh Man, Joe was tearing those drums up today, man. Where are you at, Joe? You were worshiping on the drums. Awesome. Man, from a drummer to a drummer, brother. I love it. Uh, I love worshiping God. In, in, uh, Amen. So um, thanks, hopefully you're joining us live. We do have some new cameras and that we are starting today, so there have been some technical difficulties. So hopefully everyone is joining us on our live stream. Uh, We've been in a series, uh, longest series I've ever done, and it's going on a journey through the book of Acts. We are going to pause there for the next few weeks, and I want to talk about something for the month of, of um, December, uh, something that I think we all need to hear, and we all need a little bit more of, and that's some joy. Everybody say joy. joy. Look at the person next to you. No, just look right back up at me then. Never mind. Amen. They, they haven't heard the message yet. No, amen. <laughs> say Joy. Joy. We're going to talk about joy. God gave me this about a month and a half ago. He simply just whispered in my spirit, "Joy." As I was thinking, God, what do I do for Christmas? And you know, it's the time that we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. What do I talk about? And, and uh, He gave me just that word, joy. And I begin to just uh, okay, joy, happiness, joy. And as I got into the Word of God, I was like, no, this is so much more. And, uh, and so I'm going to unpack this today. So uh, if you've got your Bibles, go with me over to John. We're going to talk uh, today specifically about the joy of the Lord. And uh, this is what I would call a secret weapon, actually, that we as Christians can have to get through some times that we are in right now, is joy. And uh, it is not happiness. And I'm going to explain the difference to you in just a few minutes. We'll get to John. Uh, In just a minute, but uh, just begin to pray over this and and Lord, the Lord just begin to kind of give me uh, some prophetic, prophetic revelation on this in the times that we are in. And if you're a student of the word, you look to see where we are in history and. Look to see the times that we are in right now, and we are living in those days that I believe is described uh, right before the coming of the Lord, the second coming of Christ. And we are celebrating Christmas as the coming, the first coming of the Messiah. That's what Christmas is all about. Well, there were prophecies predicting that the Messiah would come. He would be born from Bethlehem. He would be born of a virgin girl. He would be... There's over 300 prophecies concerning Jesus Christ. And so people were looking for the Messiah. And lo and behold, he came in a little town called Bethlehem. And we celebrate uh, Christmas on that. Well, Jesus prophesied that he was going to come again. After he rose again, after the third day, we celebrate on Easter. Jesus said, I will come again. And this is called the second coming of Christ. And so leading up to that time and that day, the Bible describes how it's going to look on planet Earth. And And I haven't been released yet to talk specifically about the end times in that, but I've been thinking a lot about it. And it ties in with what I'm going to be talking about this month because there's a scripture in Daniel, having said all that, you can go to the book of Daniel and he breaks down, even though he wrote it 4,000 years ago, something like that, of what it would look like uh, during the end times, and he gives a description, and something that is going to be very prevalent is uh, the Antichrist, or the spirit of the Antichrist, which the Bible says the spirit of the Antichrist is already here. Uh, what what is that? If you're watching online or you're new to the church, you're like, what is he talking about? Antichrist, anti God. Uh, there is a there's going to be a spirit, an attitude, a tone, if you will, that will be against God, anti God, hence antichrist. That will be. Uh, among us. It's be in our society. It'd be in our culture. It'd be like, I don't want God. I'm against the things of God. God says to live my life like this. I want to live my life like that. God says that we need to do this. I don't want to live my life like that. That is a spirit of anti-Christ. You hear me today? It's nothing to do with, you know, we think about this man coming out. That's the antichrist himself, but the spirit is already here. And the Bible talks about before we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ and believe in him, believe it or not, we are operating in that spirit of antichrist. Are you here? And so I'm not going to go into into that any further because we're talking about joy. (laughs) How does this wrap into joy? But there's a scripture in Daniel where he talks about how the spirit of antichrist is going to manifest itself on planet earth. And in chapter 7, it says this, And he shall, the spirit of Antichrist, the Antichrist, he shall speak against the Most High. Just speak against the Most High. You know, just speak against God. Take God's name in vain and take the things of God. Just speak against God. Speak against his church. Speak against Christians. Speak against righteousness. Speak against purity and holiness. He's going to speak against that. How many would think that that's here today? I got to wake up. Did you all hit the coffee shop this morning. All right, you get a cup of joy this morning. But here's the point I want to look at. And we're going to turn the corner. Then he says this has always caught my eye. And the spirit of antichrist will also wear down the saints. You feel worn down? Do you feel kind of tired? kind of worn down is it a little harder to praise god today and this year and last year has it been a little bit harder do you feel kind of worn down do i have the right church today did i make a right turn off sumter road i thought it said river of life out there billy good to have you back brother amen <laughs> he's a new daddy by the way those of you that are joining amen god bless you amen yeah hasn't brought the little baby yet little uh uh evelyn thank you I give random shout-outs through my message. It's amen. It's good. So, but the Bible says that the spirit will wear down. Are you worn down? That got my attention. Yeah, I'm worn down. We're all like that. We've all been like that. Well, that's because we're living in those days that there's going to be a heaviness. So many other scriptures talk about it. One of the scriptures God gave us as a church two years ago was that people will sit in darkness. Yes, in deep darkness. But I'm calling you to arise and shine. For my glory is upon you. So even though you feel that way, you don't have to live that way. There is a way out. And lo and behold, would you believe that the way out and to overcome the spirit of heaviness. So we already know the scriptures. Our joy and the oil of gladness. And here's one in Nehemiah. Listen to this one. There's 159 verses, by the way, about the joy of the Lord. 159. Why don't we preach more about it? Nehemiah, this one is a powerful one. He says, do not be sorrow or do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your what? Is your strength. It's amazing that he says the joy. He didn't say holiness. I believe in holiness. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Absolutely. He didn't say righteousness. He didn't say fruitfulness. We are to be fruitful. He said, that's not going to be, that's not going to be your strength. He said, said, love, as powerful as love is, is the most powerful characteristic uh, of God. God is love. But it's not our strength. It's joy. Joy. So either we don't really have that or we haven't learned to tap into that and understand the meaning of what he means when he says the joy of the Lord. And I believe it's the latter for most of us as Christians. Because if you are a Christian, if you are a Christ follower, you have the Spirit of God in you, which is the Spirit of joy. So you have the ability there. I have the ability there to overcome the heaviness and the weariness. And I'm going to show us how to do that today. It's in John. Are you in John? 15. The whole chapter is amazing. It's one of the last messages Jesus preached before he left planet Earth. And he's going over and over again about the pattern of being in him. Look at verse 9. As the Father loved me, Jesus says, as God loves me, watch this, I also have loved you. Isn't that amazing? So the same kind of love that God has for his son, Jesus Christ, Jesus loves you and me. That's enough to, right there to change your life if we really if we really receive that. But watch this. Abide. Everybody say abide. What does that word mean? We don't really use that a lot in our vocabulary. It means to remain. So everybody say remain? Remain. Jesus says, remain in my love. If you, how do you do this? He answers it. Next question. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. He didn't say, if you know my commandments, if you circle them in the Bible, if you highlight them, if you post them on Facebook, if you memorize them. No, if you keep if we keep them, I'm trying to help us today, I'm not talking about this, but it's worth saying, you'll remain in his love. It's amazing. Watch this. Just as I have kept my father's commandments. Oh, yeah, Jesus, the Bible says in Hebrews, had to learn obedience. Did you, all hear, did you hear me? Jesus had to learn obedience through the things which he suffered, it says. So he learned, he obeyed too. And he remained in his father love. But here's a verse I want to look at. These things I have spoken to you. So that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may become full. He said, my joy. That's why it's called the joy of the Lord. He said, i got some joy that you don't really have. i got something that you don't have. And the color of it is, no. (laughs) I got something you don't have. I got something that the world don't have. I got something that nobody else can give you. It's my joy. It's my joy. It's my joy. But you know what? I'm going to give it to you. And it's going to become so good that it's going to cause the little bit of joy that you have. Compounded with my joy, it's going to complete you and overflow into every area of your life. Amen. Isn't that a good promise? Isn't it a good promise? So I got one and only point today that I want to drive down into our spirit, and that's this. You can't have the joy of the Lord without a relationship with the Lord. I just feel the prophetic today just really dealing with this message and dealing with where we are living at. Because a lot of us want the benefits of the things of God, including me. I was a big one on that. Only one of the benefits when I really got in trouble. But man, you can't have this kind of love and this joy without a relationship. What did he say? If you're in me, then I will be in you and my love will be in you. And then I'll give you my joy. But you first got to be in me. The whole passage of John 15 is about remaining in me and I'm remaining in you. You may not be perfect, but man, if you just make me a priority in your life and keep me in your life and keep me the center of your life, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to help you. It's going to be this reciprocal relationship that you give me your your submission, your obedience. I'm going to give you my love and empower you to live the life that you're supposed to live. I'm the vine, he said. I'm the vine and you are the branches. Remember that song back in the day? Johnny Sands, Pastor Johnny Sands used to sing it. I'm the, he used to go, I'm the vine, you are the branches. And he used to do that. Kids, if we were at children's church. I was little, I used to, that was my favorite part, man. He would just do that. I just loved seeing Johnny Sands do that. And do it again. And I'll do, I don't remember nothing else but that. Amen. So, but it was a good song. I am the vine, we are the branches. Sometimes we got a backward, Sometimes we think we're the vine. And Jesus is my little side branch. You know, when I get in trouble, I go to the branch. When I have something, when I need a need, I'm going to hang on that branch. We got it backwards. He's divine. And when we begin to move Jesus from the branch to the vine, when we move him from an app on our phone to the operating system, we begin to see the benefits. And one of the benefits is this joy thing, church, this joy that i have the world didn't give it to me remember that old song mama the joy that i have the world didn't give it to me this joy that i have let's go with it the world didn't give it to me the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away yeah hallelujah isn't that good yeah that's that's one of them songs that's a good song amen Maybe you've got to teach us that before this month's over, Mom. you got to come up here and sing. How many would love for my mom to come and sing that song for? <laughs> Ain't nobody sing like my mama. Amen. So the joy. He, so what's the difference between happiness and joy? I'm glad you asked me that. Webster's, I was kind of disappointed in Webster's. Webster's Dictionary has the word joy, meaning a feeling of pleasure, Period. That's what I said. What do you mean? Happiness, the state of happiness actually is the definition, the, the state of happiness. I'm like, you ain't no help. That's not joy. That's not the joy of the Lord. Because unless you are in Christ, you really don't have it and you can't really talk about something you don't have. So when I look into the word of God, I, I, and let me just be real with you. I need more than a good feeling to, to say no to sin and yes to Jesus. I need more than a good feeling to stay in the vine. If I'm going to be a branch, I need more than a good feeling because I don't always feel like I feel on Sunday morning in worship. So I don't always feel that. So, so feelings is our biggest problem. And feelings have to do with emotion and emotion and all of that has to do with happiness. That's Happiness. There's a difference between joy and happiness. Many things can bring happiness. Many things can give us an emotion of happiness, but it's not joy. Money can give us happiness, but it can't give you joy. This is why millionaires commit suicide. Think about it. Money can bring you happiness, but money cannot bring you joy. And the book of Ecclesiastes actually says the more money you're going to have, the more problems you're going to have. Because the more money you have, the more people you have asking for the money that you do have. That's what what the Bible says. And if we begin to chase the money, the Bible says it's like a man chasing after the wind. That's for somebody here today, I don't know. But money can bring you happiness, though. And I ain't going to lie. i love having a little bit of money to be able to pay for something. Amen. Money can bring you happiness, but it can't bring you the joy. Sports can bring us happiness. I'm happy today because I'm, I'm a Michigan fan. Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy that they beat the Ohio State. I'm happy. Those of you watching from Ohio, we love you. You just hate your football team, but we love you. And then last night they just rolled them. I mean, it's awesome. That, it made me happy. Ladan, we were happy. But happiness don't last long because the lions play today. Do you see how fast? We're gonna go from yeah to what? Fire them all! You know? Why? Because it's an emotion. It's an emotion wrong with emotion, ain't nothing wrong. If they do pull a win off today, I'm gonna be even happier. Because I don't want them to go undefeated. It's a re- Anyway, don't let me go, get me going. But sports can get you happy. Here's the point. And it's okay to be happy. It's okay to indulge in these things and watch these things and have a sport and a hobby and these things that make us happy. But don't make the mistake of thinking that that's going to satisfy us and it's going to give us the joy. No, no, you need the joy of the Lord if you're looking for that. It's not even in a relationship. A relationship can make you happy. Oh, I got me a Boo. I'm in a relationship, yeah, you're all happy, and then you get in your first fight. He's talking about what? Honeymoon is over, you're all married, wasn't it pretty? Yes, amen. (laughs) Honeymoon's over, and you're like, what? Want to take that ring? Can't take that ring back, brother. You know what I'm saying? It's happiness is so... Temporary. It's so fickle. It's such an. It's just an emotion. That's happiness. A home. Get a new home. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. Then you get the first mortgage payment. I could go on and on and on. These are things that many of us live for. And in society and in culture, it tells you on the commercials. You got. You ain't going to be uh, happy. And they. And they. Almost the narrative is almost you're not going to be complete in your life until you purchase these things. And that's the way we. Over time, we've. We've. Uh, we've accepted that. Let me tell you, I'm gonna s- switch the script today. I'm gonna change the narrative today. You can be happy, but that's not gonna complete you. The only thing that's gonna complete us is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's the joy of the Lord! So my, my wife, my married, my spouse, she compliments me, but she doesn't complete me. Doesn't complete you. Your relationship won't complete you. And that's our problem. We're looking for happiness in all the wrong places. Because it can only be found in Jesus. So when I look into the Word of God at this joy of the Lord, man, it it, it totally contradicts Webster's definition of joy. And I don't even understand uh, how that is. But when you look into the Word of God, let me just go right to the big verse. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Look what it says about Jesus. Jesus, looking to Jesus, He's the founder and the perfecter of our faith. Watch this, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Wait a minute, time out. What? Jesus was crucified. He went through the garden and he went through uh, all of the things. There's a medical term called uh, hematidrosis where you get in this condition it's fatal but you are so overcome with stress that your body will sweat your sweat glands uh restrict and constrict so tightly that it gives blood and you will ooze blood you'll sweat blood the bible says that's exactly what jesus did in the garden he was he i mean so when we think about the the excruciating pain that our lord went through for you and for me and then was hung on a cross and was nailed on a cross after he was beaten and mocked and made fun of and lied on think about it all of that That, I mean that is the climax of Christianity that's our emblem is the cross we worship our Lord we're so thankful and we take communion every every month we'll take it next week to remind us of what he went through but the scripture says that one thing that helped them get through all of that was joy that's not a good pleasurable feeling Webster there ain't nothing... But he wasn't like, oh, thank you. you. Little to the right. I mean, I'm not being... I'm just telling... We, we think joy is just a pleasurable feeling. And I'm here to tell you that joy is not... Has really nothing to do with our emotions. Joy is deeper than that. It comes into our spirit. Again, it only comes when we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. When you look at the Apostle Paul was whipped and beaten. Him and Silas and put in prison. But they were still able to sing at midnight. Why? They didn't have happiness. They had joy. They had this joy of the Lord. Job lost everything. He lost everything, his children, his livestock, his job, his career, everything, his health. He was so miserable he had to sit on a pile of ashes because it hurt him to lay in bed. He was miserable, and his own wife turned on him and said, Why don't you just curse this God that you believe in? He ain't doing nothing for you, so why don't you be done with it? Why don't you just curse him and die? How would you like to have me married to that? But what did Job say? Job said, you speak like a foolish woman. Even though if he, even if he kills me, yet I will serve him. For the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Woo. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How was he able to say that? Cause he had the joy of the Lord. And Satan thought he was going to get to Job because he took everything from Job, but then he didn't realize that his everything was God. Did you get that? And when we make God our everything, the enemy can't take nothing from us. But when God is not our everything and everything else is our everything, oh yeah, we're going to be miserable walking through earth because everything is falling apart. But when God is our everything, you can't touch me, devil. I like these things. I enjoy these things. I thank God for these things, but it ain't my everything. Come on, River. So what's happened? We got got to shift some things in our life. Jesus said in John 15, this is how you do it, boys. You make me the vine, and those things you're trusting in, they're branches. I'm your source. Make me your source. Without me, he even said, you can't do nothing. And I'm finding the longer I serve the Lord, the more that's true. I can't do anything. People say, man, that message really blessed me, Pastor Eddie, or that prayer. You know what? If it blessed you, it was of God. The part that made no sense, that was me. Half my sermons right there. Amen. When, you, when, I, when I said that thing and hurt you and got you upset or totally, that's me. That's Eddie Markham. But that thing that blessed you and took you to the, a new level in your in your walk with the Lord and that just empowered you. And woo, I just feel like charging hell with a water pistol. That was from God. Because without him, I can do nothing but mess things up. It's the joy of the Lord. So what is the joy of the Lord? Write this down. I'm going to give you a new definition of the joy of the Lord. This is what it is. It is the supernatural ability to have delight in any season. It's the supernatural ability. It's not my human ability because I don't have it. It's a supernatural ability, the Holy Spirit, to have delight in any season. We even sing that song. It's actually from Job. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name in any season. I can worship him in in any season. Only if you have the joy of the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. It's the joy when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel like we can't do this, when we feel like giving up, when we feel weary. Well, don't be surprised because the Bible says that's what spirit is going to be in the earth before the return of Christ. But we don't have to put up with that. We don't have to let it take us under We can reach down on the inside of us and stir something up. Something that God has given us. And it's that joy of the Lord. It's the ability to find the light. No matter if I'm in a prison at midnight. No matter if I'm in the Garden of Eden getting ready to be betrayed by my best friend. It don't matter if I've lost this and lost that. I can still say, blessed be the name of the Lord. (laughs) Blessed be your name, Lord. I don't understand it, but I'm going to bless your name anyway. That's somebody that's got the joy of the Lord. That's somebody that's got the joy of the Lord. And I couldn't do that before I had the Lord. I couldn't do it. I lived on those happy moments instead of just enjoying those happy moments. I lived on them because that was the only thing that gave me joy. Today, people are turning to all kinds of substances because they just want to numb the pain. They don't know. they, They need some help dealing with life and help dealing with all of these problems. I wish everybody on planet Earth could hear this message today because this is the answer. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It's able to give you that strength you need to go another mile, to go another year, to go another season, to make it through this season that you're in. When I was speaking with Don and praying for him on the phone, I was praying right to his spirit. Saying, Don, you got the church family. You have your family believing and praying for you. You can do it. Fight. And I began to pray over him and speak into his spirit. Stir that up today. Just hoping he would hear me and hoping it would do it. And so far it is. And God's honoring that. And it's having, it's having a turnaround in, in his life. He could do the same for us if we just learn to stir up the joy that is within us. The difference between a religion and a relationship. I talk a lot about this, but not enough because everybody hasn't heard it and, and you can get confused. I was just talking, when I talk with nurses and doctors and being a chaplain, I, I'm in different circles and arenas and they look at me as the religious guy. I'm in this box doing ecumenical prayers and community prayers and religious, and I'm next to the priest, a you know, preacher, a priest, and a rabbi. I'm just in that box and. I can't give a 30-minute discourse or dissertation every time I'm in those circles. I just got to pick my battles and know when my opportunity is to explain I'm not a religious guy. I have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That's why he died on a cross was for me to have a relationship with God and I have a relationship. And I love this scripture because it's one of the most important scriptures that sums all of this up. And it's in 1 Peter 1.8. I love it. Peter says this, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, look how Peter said, now you believe in him and because we don't see him but we love him and even though we don't believe him right now in this situation because Peter said I knew him I touched him I I handled him I ate with him I walked on water with him I know all about him but you know what I don't see him right now Uh, Peter said I don't see him right now and Peter actually was crucified for his faith on the way to the cross he didn't see Jesus right then so he's saying you don't always see Jesus you don't always have the goosebumps you don't always feel that he's there with you but I choose to believe watch this watch this and when I do that it activates my spirit of joy look at that what what happens when I believe I'm filled with inexpressible and glorious joy see that that's a relationship with Jesus Christ a religion is just simply listen, man, you do your life, live your life however you want to live it, man. C- keep living your life. Just make it to a priest or somebody and you know confess your sin. C- don't change though. I-, I love El Pacino in the Godfather. He says to the priest, he said, Why should I confess if I'm not gonna repent? Oh. Mm. You know, Carleone, my Carleone when he was younger. <laughs> why should I confess? If I'm not going to repent, that brother was preaching under the anointing of God. I don't care what anybody says. That is Bible. That's Bible. He says, why should I do that? At least he had enough courage and honesty and transparency to say that. And that's what we need to do is to come to the Lord and say, you know what? I'm going to confess my sins and I'm going to turn away from those sins. But religion says, just keep living it. Whatever you want to do, just make it to a priest, find some holy man, come to Pastor Eddie and, and tell him all the sins you've done, have him pray for you, then go back and live your life. That's a religion. Congratulations. That's a religion. But a relationship says, even though I don't know him, even though I don't see him, I'm going to love him. I'm going to love him. I'm going to love him. I don't see him. I haven't seen Jesus. I've never seen Jesus in the flesh. I haven't even never heard his audible voice. I've been serving the Lord 24 years. I've heard him speak to me. He's given me dreams. People have showed up at the craziest times to help me. I know God, I can see God every day, but I've never seen Jesus in the flesh. I've never heard his voice like that. But you know what? I'm in good company because Peter wrote a verse just for Eddie Markham. Not for none of y'all. Y'all see Jesus every day, right? I mean, uh, how many would say, yeah, I need that verse because I don't see Jesus right now. I don't see Jesus right now. Peter says you can still have this joy of the Lord, even though you haven't seen him. Even though he's, you don't feel him, you can't touch him, you can have it, it's by faith. That's a relationship. So a relationship is, I'm not going to you know, keep living my life any way I want to live and just confess him every now and then or come to River of Life every now and then to worship. No, no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my life as if he's there with me Tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And when we live our life like that, that's a person that has a relationship with Jesus. And when you have that relationship with Jesus, you have that joy of the Lord begin to activate in your spirit. That's exactly what he's telling us to do right here. That's the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. How many need more joy? Hallelujah. I am going to close this down right here because I want us to do something I was going to go into the Holy Spirit I'm going to save that for next week a relationship with Jesus we can't have the joy of the Lord without a relationship with the Lord and when you have a relationship with the Lord it's all by faith it's all saying I choose to believe in the Lord even though I don't see him even now I love that even now I don't see him I'm going to choose to believe in him. There's nothing more. Peter said, I can't can't do anything else for you. I can't make him appear. It's all on you. You've got to make that decision for yourself. And when you do, that joy that's inexpressible. And by the way, that joy is immovable. See, happiness is an emotion, but the joy of the Lord is an anchor. It's an anchor. That's why Job was able to hang in there. That's why... Paul was able to hang in there. That's why Jesus was able to hang in there. Why? Because it wasn't a feeling. It was an anchor. Joy is a feeling. Our happiness is a feeling. The joy of the Lord is an anchor. It's an anchor that says no matter how I feel although I may feel happy there are there are happy times in rejoicing I rejoice when I hear what God is doing and people getting saved and filled with the Holy Spirit and and blessed because God will bless his children that's that is the joy of the Lord but that's not all that it is the joy of the Lord goes deeper than that it's like it's an anchor that we can just hold on to in the middle of the storm and say even though I don't see Jesus even though I don't feel him and I don't know he's there I am anchored And I'm anchored in the joy of the lord. I can rejoice. Hallelujah. I can rejoice in him I I can celebrate I can sing at midnight. I can have that joy That's what we need to make it through this season of weariness church That's how we make it through these days that we're living in. It's not going to come from tv It's not going to come from fox news or cnn or from the white house or from any other white house Hallelujah, everybody can say amen to that all you get is division, confusion, and lies, and corruption. Out of all of that, you don't know who you can trust. So, and so many run to YouTube, and I learned some some things on YouTube. Something's good, something's bad. But I know one thing that is for sure that we can that we can say is an anchor, and that is our relationship with the Lord Jesus. And that's what brings the joy of the Lord to be our strength. Amen. Come on, I want us to stand right now in this place want us to stand right now, and I want to give give time for us to go out with acknowledging God. And I know many are weary and worn down, and it's been uh, that kind of a season, man. And I don't know when it's going to lighten up, but if you're here and you need that anchor, man, some of you might have let go of that anchor and because you've got into this thing that, that only looking for what makes you happy. Everybody's trying to you got to do what makes you happy. That's that's the narrative in our culture. Some things, yeah, you know, you look for happiness. I understand. I'm not against that, the pursuit of happiness. I mean, that's in our documents of a nation. Everyone has the right to pursue happiness. Amen. But let me tell you something. There's something greater for you to pursue. Uh, Because happiness is emotional and and it fleets and it leaves. There is something more that we need to pursue. And this thing is like an anchor to your soul. This is why many are so miserable. This is why I was so miserable because I was just living for the happy smiles and the likes and and whatever makes me happy. I had no idea that I was missing out on an anchor that can be the anchor in the middle of a storm, in the middle of whatever I'm facing in life. And that's what the joy of the Lord is today. So if you need the joy of the Lord, this is an odd altar call. We're living in some odd times. If you need Jesus Christ and, and in your life and you need to surrender your heart to him, then you need to surrender your life to him. It starts with the decision by saying no to myself and yes to Jesus. I'm going to make him the Lord of my life. And I'll pray with you in just a moment. But if you need the joy of the Lord today, Pastor Eddie, I need this message. Just lift those hands to the Lord right now. And it's nothing I can give you personally those of you watching online, you need the joy of the Lord. I wish I could say, go to the welcome center. It's there. I wish I could say that you could get some happiness here though. I ain't going to lie. It's awesome to be in the house of God and, and, and see people face to face and, and talk with people, whether you're masked up or whatever, it's still good. And, Get dressed. Have a reason to get up and get dressed and go to the and worship and hear the saints sing. Oh, it's happy, isn't it awesome? Isn't it awesome? The feeling that, that that does come with the presence of the Lord. But man, if you want to go into something deeper, something that will last Monday morning in the middle of your storms, like Job and Paul and Jesus, then you need that joy of the Lord. And you know, the next chapter, I didn't go there to show you, but he said, "If you, up until now, you haven't asked for anything in my name. But now if you ask in my name, I will give you the joy of the Lord. So that's what I want us to do right now. If you need that joy of the Lord, those of you at home as well, just lift your hands to him like this. This is just a, a posture of surrender is all that means. Can we just ask for the joy? Some of you need to be like King David when he said, Restore unto me the joy of the Lord. I used to have it, but I let go of that anchor because I grabbed a hold of something else. So I'm going to talk about that in a couple of weeks. He, but he said, I let go of the anchor for some other things and it destroyed me. Please restore unto me, Psalm 51, the joy of the Lord. Please, oh God, go ahead, ask him to give you that joy right now. Go ahead, ask him to fill you with that joy. Fill me with that joy this morning, Lord. Fill me with that joy this morning, Lord. Those that are at home, fill me. Just ask him, say, fill me with that joy, Lord. Forgive me, God, of my sin, Lord. Wash me clean. I put down the the pursuit of happiness. I bought into that. And I'm chasing after things to make me happy. And they're not making me happy. Faith this due for a few weeks, but now I'm right back. I need the joy of the Lord as my strength. Come on, tell him that right now. Tell him that right now, Jesus. And I just want us to worship right now. Hallelujah. Do we got a song? that We can, we can make a song fit to this. Hallelujah. Can we just worship and watch God restore the rest of the time? The Holy Spirit is going to just work in your life and give you that joy. I just want you. Hallelujah. Nothing else. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Light, that every time you tune in, and God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people. And you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.